the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Singing the praises of the good old USA. I hope we can continue to sing those praises, Ken. Oh, my gosh. And I was watching uh, the news yesterday and today, and apparently Parler, which is a social media blogging site, I guess, has been kicked off of Amazon and Google and Twitter and a bunch of other sites because they apparently are being accused of inciting the riots in Washington, D.C. after the president gave his speech. By the way, Ken, did you listen to the whole speech? I haven't been able to find the whole thing. Yet. I have not heard the whole thing, no. I've heard snippets on the news, but that's about it. You know, I, from what I could see and read and hear, I didn't hear him inciting any riot. I, mean, I didn't. I, said, I did not hear him say, go down there and storm the Capitol. I didn't hear anything like that at all. I thought, you know, I thought he just wanted people to peacefully go down there and protest. Exactly. That's kind of what he said, Doc, from what I've heard, yeah. And uh, by the way, I was looking at the uh, at the polls, Rasmussen polls, and you know what? His his popularity went up. Wow! It went up. He's up to fifty one percent Wednesday. All right. Well, by twenty four, he'll be up to eighty. I don't understand how the uh, how the uh, left wing gets gets all this going so much. I mean, it's just incredible to me. It's a propaganda we, machine. I mean, it's a it's just a huge propaganda machine. What do you do? What do you how do, how do you fight that kind of stuff? Yeah, you, one uh, one state at a time. You take control locally. That's what you really all the power in this country really is held locally, and then moves out towards the federal government. If you think about it, your taxes, things like that, you're really affected more by your local city council as far as taxes are concerned than you are by the federal government. If you actually look at your tax bill and how much money is going to local and state. So that's the first thing is that you get handle on the uh, state and then the national will take care of itself. Well, it's, it's uh, disconcerting because, you know, now that the Democrats have, have the uh, house, the Senate and the white house, they're going to undo a lot of Trump's tax uh, reforms, which I think were tremendous in leveling the the playing field for all of us. But um, I don't know, maybe I'm, well, they had to be done. I mean, it had to be done. I think anybody who gone in there in 16 would have had to do that, even a Democrat, to tell you the truth, even Hillary Clinton. They were just too high. I mean, business taxes were outrageous as far as a worldwide average was concerned here in this country. So, Yeah, and, and, you know, the other thing is it leveled the playing field for home ownership across the country where we were no longer subsidizing the, uh, the high real estate taxes in the Northeast and the West and where we – now are, are all playing by the same rules. Everybody gets, what, a $10,000 deduction or something like that 
for all of their state uh, taxes and and so on and so forth. And and it really, it's a good thing because it makes people who are paying high taxes in those states, instead of saying, well, I'll just write it off, you know, now they have to stop and look at where their money's going and get involved with their communities more. And, uh, you know, I, I, I imagine I, that that's been the uh, least part of the influx of people to Florida from uh, the Northeast. Well, I don't know. I think a lot of people are coming down here to avoid the taxation up there. And, yeah. And enjoy the nice weather. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what's going on and why the uh, why the Democrats want to. I mean, I know why they want to undo it. They want to undo it because they they want their real estate and their power bases to to continue to grow. And you know, let's face it, Nancy Pelosi's family's in real estate. Well, sure. And and you know, <laughs> she, her real estate will go up if there's an unfair tax uh, advantage for the uh, high income or the high cost properties. And that's, that's just, that's too bad. That's a shame. Well, maybe they'll show some restraint. I don't know. I I don't expect a lot. Well, I I don't expect a lot either. I think they're going to just rip through as quick as they can and, and fear that at the midterm election that the, uh, Republicans will regain the House and maybe even the Senate, but I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, they're definitely going to rip through it as fast as they can. Yeah. So. We'll, oh yeah, they're going to really crank it up. Yeah. We'll see within months what we're going to face here. I don't know what what to say or do other than let's keep keep plugging. Let's keep going. There's always another election, Doc. There's always another election. Let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope that you know, you know, the censorship has started. Did you see where Parler already has been pulled? Off? Yeah, Parler has been pulled off. Uh, oh, the app thing. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, Parler, the uh, Amazon boots Parler off its web hosting services. Uh, uh, then uh, Apple, Google, yeah. and everybody else are they're all they're all cranking up to shut us down. And I looked at this parlor thing, and, you know, it just looks like it's some kind of a blog spot. And they said, well, there's conspiracy theories and uh, anti-Semitism and so on and so forth. And I'm, well, what's new there? I mean, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, on, that's on all the websites in my sisters, who are half Jewish, although they say they're not. Uh, they are, are so anti-Semitic. You know, I, I can't believe it. I mean, they're half Jewish, and I try to tell them, you know, if you were in Germany in World War II, you and me, all of all of my sisters and I would have been sitting in a concentration camp waiting to be marched into the gas chambers because under the Nuremberg Laws, if you were, if you were more than one-quarter Jewish, if you were one-half Jewish, one parent was Jewish, you were a Jew, and they'd kill you. Undoubtedly, yes. But not so here. I don't. Not here. That's why the people come here. That's why we come here. And yeah. you know, the, the question is: is what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, it stay that way. Yeah. Let's hope so. I don't know. No. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused. How can you be half Jewish and hate Jews? I. <laughs> that's a good question, Doc. Isn't that self-loathing? It's one for your sisters, though, to explain. I mean, you know, that it seems to me that that is self-loathing. Uh, look, you're you, you don't you're not Jewish by religion, and you're certainly not considered in the conservative uh, Jewish circles Jewish. But you know what? If you go to 
temple and hook up with a rabbi, you can get the right of return. You can actually, if you're sponsored by a rabbi, you can actually become a citizen of Israel. It's bloodline. It's who begat who, you know? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, all bloodline. You know, it's kind of like secretariat and uh, affirmed and Seattle slew. I mean, they're good bloodlines, man. Nothing wrong with that. By the way, do you know Israel is completely... Everybody's gotten their first dose of the vaccine. Get out. You know Everybody what? in the country? Everybody, all 10 million of them. How'd they do that so quick? They they don't mess around. You know, they just, they, they got it out. I guess they got it out to all the doctors and, and hospitals and clinics, and everybody started giving it. You know, this is really stupid the way we're doing it, that we should have it in the doctor's offices. I mean, there's millions of doses sitting out there that aren't being given out, Ken. It's just ridiculous. Um, what did Biden say about that the other day? He's going to release all of them. Oh, what's that going to do? I don't. Not I a, don't know. It's, but it, it's it's not a matter of availability of the of the of the vaccine. It's the manner in which the uh, bureaucrats are trying to control the distribution, and hmm. and it's it's unbelievable. Hmm. Well, I so, want mine. Well, I got my second dose. I told you that before the show. And how you doing? You know, I'm doing okay. My arm was sore. It's still a little bit sore. I got it on Friday, but I can press on my arm. I had a headache last night, woke up with a migraine. I don't know if it was from the vaccine or just my usual end-of-the-week migraines from doing too much, but I was up in the middle of the night with a migraine. And I, Yesterday, I was kind of achy and a few chills, but, you know, really not as bad as the uh, as the shingles vaccine that we took a couple of months ago. Like I was telling you, it was uh, that, that we were really miserable for a day. But it's, you know, shut up. Take some Advil. Keep moving. Have the nurses come around at the hospital? I know you had a bunch of nurses who weren't going to take it. I was wondering if there'd been a change of heart there. We've got, yeah, we've got about 75% of the staff has taken it now. Uh, um, so it's it's getting better. But, you know, you got 25% that are never vaccinators anyway, uh, that they, they won't take the flu vaccine. If they're not going to take the flu vaccine, you know they're not going to take the the COVID vaccine. <laughs> True, <think>. yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's even more dangerous. You might get COVID from it. Well, no, no but, you know, that that's their thinking. Yeah. Or it could alter your genetics because it's a piece of RNA that's going into your cells. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, I was on with Bill Bunkley Friday. Oh, okay. Great guy. I love Bill. Yeah. He know? is. He's, he's just a really decent man. When I first uh, started on at the station, he was just so so kind and generous and and showing me around and helping me out and nice guy uh when we were at the republican convention back in 2012 he walked me around and introduced me to everybody he knew uh how many people go out of their way to do that for you that's what not makes many. bill great that's right yeah i mean you know he he not only walks the walk or talks the talk he walks the walk if you guys don't know bill bunkley he's our uh conservative christian broadcaster he does what uh drive time show every afternoon yes that's right yeah exactly and, uh, and uh, our sister it, station wtbn so wtbn yeah that's the that's the christian broadcasting uh station the, the faith the, side of our faith side of, yeah here. yeah we're the secular side we're the bad boys <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> They tell you to go to confession. We actually have to go. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. We're, we, because we're bad. That's we, right. We need to go. Exactly. <laughs> we're, we're trying to reform. I'm 62 now and trying hard. So. 
I was going to catch up with this woman who cut me off and really give her hell. I was driving up to the office and got up behind her and her license plate said 666 PMS. <laughs> so I just... I decided I better better no, not. No, no, no. That was not no. So, I, I gathered strength and thought about Bill Bunkley and what a nice man he was, and I made it to the office. And that's how you get there, by being calm and and staying cool. So, tell me this: How many riots do you think there were in the 1850s in the prior eight, to the Civil in the 1850s? In the, yeah, in the decade of the 1850s. I imagine quite a few. Yeah, there were, <laughs> there were a dozen major riots in those years. Yeah, weren't they like throwing bombs at cops back then? Or was that in the twenties? I'm thinking of. Um, I know there's a lot of, they, a lot of labor unions. Gin bottles at, in the twenties. Back then, there was a lot of labor union riots. I'm not sure if it was that early or not. Probably not. No, the labor union riots were at the beginning of the twentieth uh, century. Yeah. Um, that and of course World War One calmed a lot of that down because a lot of those. Folks ended up going out to fight. And then they had a pandemic, so. Yep, and then the pandemic came, yeah. and then the Roaring Twenties, which were a very affluent time for the for the country, and then the Great Depression. But uh, it, it's interesting, if you look back at the history, the, the pre-Civil War history, it, it really uh, echoes a lot of what we're going through now. And journalists on both the north and south side of the Mason-Dixon line were calling for peace and reconciliation and and saying what, you know, what a horror it would be if we uh, split up and had a civil war. And, um, uh, you know, it was uh, it was a tumultuous time, to say the least. And several presidents actually uh, who were doing not a bad job ended up with little or no recognition. And Buchanan was who was the president when the war broke out uh, before Lincoln took office, he was uh, decried as the worst president of the 19th century. I've named Jimmy Carter the worst of the 20th century, but that that's just my historical perspective. I think he brought a lot of this on that we're going through now. But Jimmy but, was overwhelmed. I think he uh, really was. You may be right. You may be right. Uh, you know, he he was a smart guy. There's no doubt about it. You know, m- almost all of our presidents have been very bright guys, even sure. Trump, whether you like it or not or believe it or not. Uh, you know, they're they're pretty bright people. It's it's hard not to. Uh, it's hard to get there if you're not bright enough to keep a bunch of balls up in the air and figure out who you're talking to and what's going on. And, you, you know, it's a lot of work. You, you've got what, a dozen cabinet members you have to deal with and your own staff and the military and the uh, the Secret Service and, and the, the rest CIA. of the world. And the rest yeah, of the world got, at any moment. And then, yeah, and then you're the head diplomat for the country. Yeah, yeah. you know, so you better you better be on your game. Jimmy is one but, of the better ex-presidents, though. Yeah, if you, if you like somebody who has the ability to feed hundreds of millions of people, go build a house for one person. I guess that, that's good. He's going to build houses for everybody. One person at a time. That's right. Yeah. One, one person at a time. <laughs> and by the time he's a hundred million years old, everybody will have a house in the country. I guess then he's he not going stop. to, I guess he's not going to the inaugural. So that was a surprise. He usually goes to all uh, of them. Uh, is he even mobile? I think he's probably getting demented, isn't he? Maybe, maybe that's the problem. He just can't get up there. But, you know, you think back on, on uh, like, Herbert Hoover after he lost in, in 32, uh, he actually was one of our most active ex-presidents uh, 
and uh, he set up uh, relief efforts for Europe after World War One and World War Two, and uh, uh, stayed active in charity and and back in the back end of the politics on the Republican side throughout the the thirties. Uh, very active man uh, and very little recognition. He was you know he was denounced by FDR and the Democrats, just as Trump is being denounced. But a lot, did you know that a lot of FDR's programs were right out of, uh, of Herbert Hoover's playbook? But Hoover just didn't have the political clout to get anything through. He didn't know how to do it, and he didn't have the, the backing of, of the full Congress. So, But uh, that, basically, the, just, the Democrats just took what he had penned and put them into programs and called them theirs that's why you do it you know yeah joe's gonna roll out the vaccine quote quote and claim he's the great hero of this but uh, goodness gracious and a, a lot of these democratic governors are probably not going to loosen up until biden gets in and then they'll all of a sudden you'll see them start to loosen up have you noticed how the uh, the the pandemic is less talked about by the press now they give you some statistics, uh, but they don't give you all, all that dire, you know, gloom and doom and death that they were giving before the election. It has eased up. I noticed that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and, you know, the vaccine was evil and bad because Trump uh, was president and they couldn't trust it. Of course, they're all clamoring to get in the front of the line. And, and that damn Biden, he got his a day before mine. He got his dose on Monday, and I got mine on Tuesday. His, he got his on the 21st, and I got mine on the 22nd, my first dose. So he would have his second by now, too, then, wouldn't he? Uh, he should this yeah. week uh, if he hadn't already gotten it, yeah. yeah. I think I was three days early for the protocol, but I don't know if he got the Pfizer or the Moderna. But either way, he'll he'll be ready. He'll He's in the queue to get one right away, yeah. So can he take so, his mask off, then? Um, I don't Will we know start seeing a, him without a mask at all at that point? I wonder, yeah. I don't know if he's if he's allowed to do that or if, if his wife said no. I don't know. <laughs> that could stop it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my wife. The social distancing's really getting to me, Ken. Really? I got to. Yeah, I got to get out of the garage. She won't let me in the house. <laughs> Put your mask I'm on. I'm tired of sleeping on the floor out there. <laughs> well, now that you've hey, had both shots, maybe she'll let you back in. Yeah, maybe she'll let me back in. You know, after three months with the dog, he looked up at me at home, and he looked up at me, and he said, now you know why I chew on the furniture. <laughs> but uh, those those are, you know, small items. At any rate, so Parler uh, has not publicly disclosed, disclosed the identities of its owners besides founder uh, John Matsey and Rebecca Mercer. Rebecca's been on TV. I saw her, uh, and she's decrying in a very demure and uh, uh, refined sort of way, the censorship of their site. And uh, I don't know the site because I haven't been there. I'm not, a, you know, not, I just don't have time to do a lot of social blogging. Although when I retire, I'll probably be one of the world's most famous social bloggers. We'll see about that. Well, I'll be reading, Doc. So there, And you'll be helping me write it, too. Sure, I be, sure. if you need some help, they'd love to. Yeah. Absolutely, because you, you've got a lot of knowledge and you've got a good way of putting things together. And so they're accusing Parler of coordinating the 2021 storming of the U.S. Capitol. Um, I, I don't know how that would happen. Uh, I think that it would just be easier if you just 
if everybody was had their cell phones and was just calling each other and texting each other. I don't know why you would need a, a social website. Why would you want to log on to that? Uh, I, I don't understand. I, but then again, I don't know how the, how efficiently these websites work. Yeah, neither do I. I don't have time to explore all these things. I really don't, no. You may know more about that than I do. No, I'm kind of in the dark as well. I'm I'm on Facebook, and I'm not even on Twitter, to tell you the truth. So So at any rate, you can't get the app uh, through the App Store now, and Apple has taken it down. It's off their app, out of their Apple i Store. And uh, Chrome's taken it off of their store, and I guess Amazon, you can't get the app through them, and and they're not being hosted by anybody, so now they have to look for a new hosting service, which I guess is a, a, you know, an ordeal for a company like that. They've got about 30 employees from what I can see, and supposedly 10 million users, uh, several million, I guess, are active, but you know, large enough that it, it has some impact. Uh, I don't know about these conspiracy theories. Uh, I see a lot of that anyway, and even people on the left are coming up with all these conspiracy theories about Trump, and and I forget who, Nancy Pelosi or somebody lumped all of us together with Trump, and Trump and his followers, and, you know, we should all be put in concentration camps, I guess. And minions. I believe they refer to us as minions once in a while. I like that term. Min- minions. Minions. Trump and his and, minions, yes. Uh, Hillary said we were a basket of deplorables. Yes, <clears throat> that didn't go down well for her. <laughs> that, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> I, I cried. <laughs> I'm deplorable. <laughs> See, I'm a doctor, five years postgraduate training, bachelor's in English, published, radio show host. I can build my own house. I can do just about anything. Uh, but I'm a deplorable and a redneck. Don't forget that. My neighbor called me a redneck because I voted for Trump. Really? Okay. Well, mm-hmm. my goodness. I don't know, Doc. It's uh, something you got to work on, I guess. Stop being so deplorable. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a nicer guy this year. Ask your and wife. I, She'll give you some anti-deplorable tips, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and I, I'm, another one of my resolutions is to be more affirmative and more assertive this year, if it's okay with everybody else. <laughs> But that's just me, you know. I'm trying. I'm, self-improvement is important. And, you know, Washington, when he was a teenager, you know what George did? What did George he, do? He sat down and wrote down 65 or 85 different things that he thought were important to his his self-improvement and the way he comported himself. And he kept those with him the rest of his life and tried to live by that. Well, good. He for was George. a teenager. And he was a teenager. He was an exceptional guy. He was unique. He yeah. was uh, truly one of the giants of, 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 of the revolution and certainly the father of our country, although the left is not going to go along with that. They won't like him at all because he owned slaves. Oh, my God, he was an evil man. Did you know that he, uh, he did not free his slaves while he was alive because he thought it would start a civil war? So he waited until his death, and then after he died in his will, uh, they were all given their freedom. Did you know that? I had no idea. I thought Jefferson freed his somewhere along the ways, but that's the only really. Now Jefferson didn't free him. He just ran out of money. He, oh, he only had. Okay. He he. I think he only had his his uh, common law wife. What was her name? Um, oh, you're going beyond me on history now. Yeah. Yeah, and and, uh, and a couple of uh, manservants, and I, I guess that uh, he he was. You know, he died. Uh, 
basically completely broke. I mean, he, he was in bankruptcy and Monticello sat rotting for decades and decades. And I think some foundation finally bought it in the, in the late 19th century and started restoring it or maybe the early 20th century. But yeah, I've been he, there. It's a nice place. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. Uh, but he was no great businessman. And and uh, and he could be a nasty guy, too, in a very sweet sort of way. Pretty good writer, he was, though. He and that's what he thought. Yeah should be on his headstone is uh, and that's what he had on his head has on his headstone is that you know I, I authored the declaration of independence that was his mm. his greatest moment in his opinion and his his view of himself so hey doc we got uh, captain matt on the phone he wants to join us if you got a minute hey captain come on in good to have you yeah hey listen doc i gotta help you out with parlor are you ready yeah all right, Parler is spelled P-A-R-L-E-R, and it's Parler.com is their website, and they don't really need any app services. It's not hurt them at all. They have their own app available on their website, and by the way, their website is hosted by GoDaddy, and GoDaddy is not dropping a website. Whoever started that nonsense, uh, they're not telling you the truth. Here we go again with the fake news. Also, uh-huh. the major backer the major backer of Parler is no other than Dan Bongino. Ever heard of him? Yeah, He's a good guy. Uh, yeah, he's he's invested a lot of money in this, along with some other big names. And uh, I was sitting there Friday night doing my show prep, and I was watching, and I was talking to people on Parler. Now, the funny thing about Parler is uh, I've got 12,000 followers over there in three weeks. Wow. Three weeks. Okay, and all I post on Parler is my podcast. That's it, period. Nothing else. But what Parler is is it's like Twitter. You post something, and uh, you follow somebody. You parlay with somebody. They parlay with you, and that's how this thing works. It's hilarious, and uh, it's it's pretty decent. But Friday night, I'm sitting there, and I'm watching. I hear, well, Trump has been talked off Twitter and this, that, and the other. And all of a sudden, the new followers, uh, the new people that come on there, at real Donald Trump, at Donald J. Trump, at POTUS, uh, or not, it didn't say post, it said at POTUS1, which of course was Donald Trump, and he added the number one. All the Trump kids came in there at the same time. Uh, so I followed all of them, parlayed with them, and they all parlayed with me. So they're following me, I'm following them. And then Rush Limbaugh came in there because he got tossed off Twitter too. So wow. all those people are over there. And like I say, when you post something, your people you're parlaying with, it goes to them. They turn around, they repost it. It just multiplies however many times over it does. It's a great uh, little thing. It's not going anywhere. They're trying to make it look like the, the big tech guys are the big bad boys of the world. But they're not because they've got their own website, their own provider. They're going nowhere. And by the way, the other thing is you said 4 million followers. Uh-uh, double that. They got 4 million people added to the website when the president moved over there Friday night into Saturday morning. Wow. Yeah. So, and so this is go going ahead. to be the, 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 the uh, new – blog spot for uh, those who want a freedom of press, so to speak. You're right. And the alternative to Facebook is called MeWe, capital M, small e, capital W, small e, MeWe. And that's grown by leaps and bounds because, again, they allow you to post things as long as you don't use profanity and put, you know, any pornographic stuff in there and all that stuff. To, uh, you're okay. Good to go. Uh, so, uh, and I was on MeWe a while ago. I went over there just to see what it was about. And again, I, all I do over there is post my podcast and a bunch of people followed me over there too, but I'm still staying on Facebook. I don't do anything to get in trouble. Thank God. 
<laughs> but we'll see what happens. And Facebook is still going to be the king of the kingdom. But let me ask you a question. You sure. know what this uh, Rule 230 is, right? Yeah, it's it's what gave the uh, the uh, internet, uh, you know, like Google and and Facebook and and Twitter and all those gave them a pass on uh, on liability on not they're not considered media, although they really are acting as media. Well, when you play the role of God, and when you join Twitter or when you join Facebook, you got a little thing that you have to agree to their their uh, rules and regulations. And if you don't read that, and in there it tells you that they have the power to tell you at any time whether you can stay or go, or whether you've done something that uh, goes against their rules, which they're constantly changing. They've now got key words over there. If you put a certain word in there, first time you get a warning, they take your post down and to put a note to it. And the second time, uh, they suspend you. And the third time, you're gone. See ya. Yep. And they, well, they, you know, that's the power that they were given back in the 80s and 90s with the uh, with the legislation that was passed. And the idea was to uh, have a censorship of the internet so that there wouldn't be pornography and so on and so forth, but also to foster it and to open up this this uh, super highway of information and make it so that it was uh, supposedly uh, uh, an open medium or media, I guess a medium, since we're talking about internet, for uh, thoughts and ideas and people voicing their opinions. And of course, that has been turned around and abused as, as so many things the government starts end up being exactly the opposite of what they want. Uh, never underestimate the stupidity of your federal government, Captain <laughs> Matt. Never well, underestimate. You're, a- you're absolutely right. I'm going to let you go because I want to keep listening to what you're talking about, give somebody else a chance to call in. But, you know, Parler is growing by leaps and bounds, and they may try, but they're going to fail to try to take that up because they've got that very well set up. Uh, they got their own server when they did it so that nobody can bother them in that respect, and they're not they're not doing anything over there to upset anybody. Matter of fact, they've got a better group of people over there than you got on Facebook. <laughs> All right, Doc, well, you take care and uh, have a great uh, show. And Ken, you you keep him out of trouble. <laughs> All right, Captain Matt. Thanks, Captain Matt. <laughs> Thanks, Catch, Captain Captain Matt. Matt that's right. Catch him every morning at two a.m. right here on this radio station. Yeah, he's he's our night owl. He's, he's two great. To six. Yes, I love the captain. If you ever want to know where Captain Matt is, if he's not out doing a live uh, uh, program at the at the Navy base or the Air Force base down there at McDill. Um, he's at the station. <laughs> I know. I don't think the guy ever sleeps, to tell you the truth. Yeah, well, he does. He falls asleep in a chair in one studio or another. They kick him out of one <laughs> studio. <laughs> he finds another chair somewhere and <laughs> kicks his feet up. Uh, that's great. Doc does, uh, he does, uh, he does a great show, Doc. So He does. He does. And he's got... I, you could you couldn't believe all the people that are up all night long. You know, truck drivers and night workers and people, and he's got a pretty good size. There is no more what... loyal base for a radio guy <clears throat> than somebody who works overnight. Because uh, absolutely, if you're on overnight, they're there every night for you. Every night, if they like yeah. you, they're there every night because they've, you know, they're trying to stay awake. <laughs> yeah, if you're on the yeah, if you're on the night crew or you're a long haul truck driver or yeah. you're, you know, somebody who is already up and about, then. It's a great way to have some uh, information, entertainment, interaction, and uh, it's a great thing. So if you're up tonight at 2, catch Captain Matt. Absolutely. Hey, we got a little commercial break, Doc, if you want to 
Grab some coffee Let's or something. When we come back, hey, listen, Bill Bunkley wanted me to throw out that if anybody has any questions about the vaccine, uh, they're welcome to call in today. And, I, you know, as a as a as a, a kindness to him for him being so kind to have me on, um, I'm going to throw that out there. And we're at, what, 877-969-8600? Is that us? That's correct, 877-969-8600. So if you have any questions about the vaccine or if you want to chime in on this uh, censorship of the press that we seem to be uh, debating, uh, give us a call. I'll be right back. I'm Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Talking about me leaving America, you got to be crazy. Man, I like all the nice things. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Thousands of people 80 years and up are getting invitations to get a coronavirus vaccine in England. The uh, British government is ramping up its national vaccination program, hoping to meet a goal of inoculating roughly 15 million people by the middle of next month. More than 600,000 invitations are out, asking the elderly to sign up for jabs at a new mass vaccination center near them. The government has given a first vaccination dose to about 1.2 million people so far. Authorities say they have determined the location of the crash site and the black boxes of that Boeing 737-500 a day after the aircraft crashed into the Java Sea with 62 people on board shortly after takeoff from Jakarta. And President Trump is expected to travel to the U.S.-Mexico border Tuesday to highlight his administration's work on the border wall. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Hello, this is Dr. Bill Handelman for our good friends at Tampa Bay Imaging. TBI provides state-of-the-art MRI and CT scanning with the lowest radiation possible. Most insurance plans accepted and self-pay rates are very competitive. TBI is conveniently located in Tampa and St. Pete with evening and weekend appointments. So call TBI today or ask your doctor. In Tampa, call 813-386-3674. St. Pete, call 727-545-9674. Meet Dr. Howard, the formulator of Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies. We all know. 
that what we eat affects every aspect of our health, including our immune system, our circulatory system, it doesn't matter what. That's why I scientifically formulated Balance of Nature. There's hundreds of thousands of chemicals in every fruit and vegetable that are naturally there. And many of those chemicals attribute to the plant's immune system. And what's awesome about it is we get that chemistry in our own immune system. That nutrition that we need is damaged by heat, air, and light. So our processes are done under vacuum, in dark, and cold. And by doing that, we preserve that fresh, whole fruit and vegetable nutrition when you take Balance of Nature. It's all there, just as Mother Nature intended. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code RESULTS. Take AM860, The Answer, with you wherever you go with our mobile app, theanswertampa.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. Dennis Prager reflects on a tough year. It has been the most disappointing year of my life in my fellow Americans. I did not expect Americans to lie down when tyrants said lie down. I was wrong. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon on AM 860, The Answer. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. It will be partly sunny today, high 62. Partly cloudy tonight, low 49. And cloudy at first tomorrow, then things will brighten as the day goes on. Monday's high 72. Tomorrow night, clouds move back in with a low of 60. And Tuesday, mostly cloudy, high 70. Wednesday, partly sunny. That day's high 66. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Sally Sherman for AM860, The Answer. But if the enemy comes, we'll get together and run them out of sight. That's right. Now look at him. And that's James Brown. He's saying if uh, you don't like it in the United States, get out. <laughs> that was back in like, the 60s, right? I think so. Yes, sir. And he says, hey, you know, if you want to make it in America, you can get an education. You can get a job. You can go to work. You can make money. He started out as a shoeshine boy, by the way. That I didn't know. And he uh, he was, uh, I would guess, one of the most successful um, acts in the 60s, wasn't he? I mean, he he had probably one of the biggest followings after the Beatles. 60s, yeah, certainly 60s, and even into the 70s, too. Yeah. 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 Well, he was very popular. Very Good popular. music. And, boy, he was tough on his band. Did you ever see him turn around and point at one of the band members and say, I got gotcha? you? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. <laughs> you, you should watch him. Yeah, when they when they missed a beat or they did something because he rehearsed the hell out of them. And, and if they uh, if they did something wrong, he'd turn around and without, you know, he'd still singing the song, he'd be saying, I got gotcha. you. And he'd point <laughs> at him and he'd find him. He'd find him for not doing their job. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he was a tough he was a tough uh, boss, uh, but uh, apparently if you got into his band, you were a made man in the music world. That was a big deal back then. Oh, certainly, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So, you know, we're still in a good country, and we're not going to give up. And thankfully, Captain Matt filled us in on the uh, on the parlor situation, so we don't have to worry too much about whether or not we're going to be completely censored. But you know they're going to try. You know they're going to try. And, you know, the, the debate has been raging uh, on the cons- uh, between the the left and the right on consensus of what is and what is not acceptable uh, internet material. And back in the 90s, as we were saying, uh, the laws were initially passed because there was so much sexually explicit material going on. That was the big thing uh, for the censors to look at. Darn, those were the good old days, weren't they, Ken? 
back then. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, instead of arguing over pornography, we're arguing over whether or not you can say, I disagree with the Democrats or I hate the Republicans or, you know, who yeah. cares? <laughs> they're words, right? That's right. They're words. Yeah. Okay, so they're words. And by the way, if you have any questions about the vaccine, as Bill Bunkley suggested, give us a call at 877 877- Nine six nine eighty six hundred eight seven seven nine six nine eighty six hundred, and I guess I better recap for everybody that I got my second dose. If you're just joining the show, um, Friday, yeah, I drove from St. Pete over to Brandon, Brandon Regional, because I had gotten the Pfizer at Northside Hospital, which is maybe ten minutes from St. Pete General, fifteen minutes, but no one had the Pfizer last week and I got a, a memo from the uh, corporation from HCA saying that if you want your second dose you can schedule an appointment over at Brandon Regional which you know is a pretty good hike from St. Pete. Uh, yes it the, is. <laughs> yeah it's on the far eastern side of, of Tampa and we're on the far western side of the bay so we're we're about as far away from from there as you can get without completely leaving the counties, the, the, the four or five counties that are considered the Tampa Bay area. By the way, we are now the second largest city in the state, and I would guess that we're probably about the same size metropolitan-wise as Miami-Dade. You know, we're, we're getting big. We're growing. This is a huge market. Come on down and join us. So at any rate, I circumnavigated the, uh, the, uh, the Tampa Bay Friday. I drove over there at 7:45 got in the queue and got my shot and they were they were not going to give it to me initially because they said it's not 3 weeks. And I said, "We talked about it. it's 18 days. That's close." Well, so they had to go onto the internet and go to the protocol and the CDC and look it up and they said, "Yeah, you're in the time frame." So I got my shot. I had everybody laughing over there telling jokes and I was walking out dragging one foot and limping. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any reaction to it? I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> Put little spikes so, on your forehead, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I tried to grow them quick, but they <laughs> it's like hair. It takes about, a, a, what, a millimeter a month or something. I don't know. It doesn't grow real. At any rate, so I got everybody laughing. I had a good time. Then I ran down to 84 Lumber, which is in, what, Lufkin? Is it Lufkin that's down there on the bay? Yeah. God, sounds right. Picked yeah. Up some rail, picked up some railroad ties. We're doing some landscaping at the office, getting the office looking nice. We painted it, got a new sign out and everything. And then <clears throat> I ran down to a wholesale nursery in uh, Bradenton and then jumped on the Skyway Bridge and came back up. So I, I did the whole loop around the, the Tampa Bay. You know, there is a lot, a lot of empty land still out there. I mean, a lot of undeveloped land once you get outside of the city limits of of Tampa and you head south or you head east. It's still a, a, a wide open area, tons and tons of uh, empty fields and uh, flat rolling marshes and pretty country though, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's beautiful. Well, I live in the Riverview area, so. Um, <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, so south of my house is pretty much all farms until you get to Sun City. <clears throat> yeah, it's farms yeah. and fascinating to see that. And, and you don't realize that your metropolitan area all of a sudden ends and turns into farmland, and you've got, what, four or five million people in the metropolitan area, and here's a bunch of farms. Yeah. And a bunch of wholesale nurseries and uh, orange groves. And I didn't even know we still had orange groves in the state. I thought they all got frozen out a few years back. I always but, thought they were much further south, yeah. but 
Yeah, no, they're right right. there. They're here. I know you have a lot of strawberries growing here. That's for sure. Yeah, strawberries. We've got the strawberry festival. We've got a lot of assets here. Got a lot of assets. So, anyway, I got my second dose, and I want to tell you that uh, I had a, a little bit of a reaction. You know, my arm was sore. It's better today. A uh, little headache, and I had a migraine last night. Woke up about 2.30 with a migraine. But, again, I don't know if that was related to the vaccine uh, or it was just my usual end of the week after doing a whole lot. I, I'll get a migraine. Um, and a uh, little chills yesterday, but really nothing, nothing big. I just took Tylenol or not Tylenol, rather, Advil, made my rounds, did my dictations, ran some errands, came home. We went out to dinner, uh, the wife and the son and I, and so I just took Advil, three Advil, three times a day, and I seem to be doing okay. No spikes yet. <laughs> None yet. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear you. I'm glad you tell the story because it's, it's important for people to know that it's yeah, not going to take them out, you know. So, so now I am fully vaccinated at least for whatever time period this is uh, supposed to last. And I would think that it's like any, any, uh, any viral vaccine that even if you uh, remember the influenza is different because it mutates and it doesn't have those little spike protein uh, sticking off of it the way the coronavirus does. But the, the influenza viruses mutate every year, so we have to kind of guess at what it's going to be and what the, uh, what the capsule antigens will be so that we can make a vaccine that will stimulate antibodies to that. and But we don't see that yet with the coronavirus. Now, there have been mutations, but so far it hasn't mutated the spike protein, from what I have read, I may be wrong, uh, enough to make the vaccine uh, worthless. So I'm guessing that this is probably going to last for years, although you may need a booster at some point. And again, if the spike protein mutates enough, then we'll probably have to have a, a new viral, viral vaccine for this every year, just like we do for the flu, if that starts to uh, mutate frequently. And by the way, the death rate is still pretty low. I mean, it's you know less than one-tenth of one percent of the population in the United States has died from or as a complication of or with the coronavirus. And remember that if you're in a car accident and you go in the hospital, and you're at death's door and they do a corona test on you <clears throat> and it's positive, they have to report that as a coronavirus-related death to the CDC. Did you know that? I did, and that's, oh, I always thought that was very misleading. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, for the statistics, you know, for the epidemiologist, they need that sort of information so they can trace the, uh, the, the movement of the virus around and, mm. and uh, to try to determine if it has any impact on say, for instance, mental functions. And, you know, I think a good example of that is I, I was watching Trump in the debate, and I said, he is off. He's not on his game. And you know, two days later, he had the virus. Well, you know, that affects your brain. I mean, it, it, it's a viral bug, and you have a systemic response to it. And you and I both know, Ken, that when you got a bad virus and you're sick, you're not thinking straight. This is true, yeah. <clears throat> so these things are necessary for the epidemiologist to follow. So at any rate, we've held all these regulatory actions starting in the 1980s and the 1990s to uh, control what content there is on the Internet. <coughs> Excuse me. And now we have <clears throat> the left saying that, uh, that people on the right, that their content is, uh, is inciting riots and uh, rebellion and so on and so forth. And I think that uh, this is going to be a big fight. And 
I would say this to to the liberal Democrats who are taking over. I'd be very careful. I mean, you know, you don't want to push this too far because we don't want to we don't want another civil war. We don't want a, a second revolution here. I think that we should sit down and try and work these things out. But at the same time, we've got to defend freedom of speech. I mean, that's the First Amendment. And, you know, whether you like the neo-Nazis and the Nazis marching uh, and and waving banners and talking about uh, white supremacy or not, uh, hey, the Supreme Court has said over and over, they have the right to do that. Now, your local jurisdiction may not agree and may not give them a a permit, but... uh, what are you going to do? I mean, you still have the right to express your opinion in public as long as it doesn't incite a riot and as long as you obey the rules and regulations of your jurisdiction. So if you're going to uh, protest and you want to have a march, you have to get a permit if you're going to go down a street and block traffic or interfere with any other activities of commerce or transportation. But if you don't want to get a permit, you can walk down the sidewalk peacefully uh, and carry whatever banner or sign you want, as long as you don't interfere with the other people walking on the sidewalk, and you can say or do what you want. That's that's our Constitution, as long as it's public property. Now, I, I told you the story about my son when he was in the private school. He went to Admiral Farragut, which is a naval prep school, uh, actually quite successful. Three of the astronauts uh, were graduates of there, and I met Charlie Duke, who was a graduate of uh, Admiral Farragut. He he gave his moon rock. He was the last guy on the moon, he and I think Charlie Whiter, one of the other astronauts, and so he donated his moon rock to Admiral Farragut, which is over there behind about six inches of uh, bulletproof glass, because I guess those things are... A little rare. They're a little rare, Doc, yeah. They're a little rare. (laughs) worth a few million bucks. So at any rate, my son... He's in junior high school, and of course, I would never have done anything like this because I was such a good and pure boy mm-hmm. when I was a tweeny. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he didn't like an exam, and so he wrote on the exam, this this, this exam, blanking sucks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, of course, I got called into the office over that. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, we, especially at a military school, I think that's a, quite a violation. Well, you know, surprisingly, they had a really wide, their, their latitude was very wide, but once you crossed that line, you were gone. So at any rate, um, we had a long talk about the First Amendment, and uh, I made him research it, and he, you know, he finally understood, oh, the First Amendment's for public property, and Admiral Farragut is private property. And so was Raymond James Stadium, Stadium and, you know, a lot of these... Uh, Football team owners, they really do have the right to tell their players, you're working for me, you're a subcontractor, and you can't do that on my property. You can't take a knee or uh, be offensive towards the flag of the United States, uh, even if that's not what they mean. Is Twitter Twitter and Facebook, are they both private companies still? Yeah, they're private. Yeah, okay. Is that how they're getting away with this? And as Captain Matt said, the... uh, the regulations that were set up, Section 230, gives them uh, unfettered uh, uh, license in, in many ways to control the content. And you have to go and read the uh, agreement when you sign it because it, it, it's very explicit. It's their website, and you're being given permission to use it under their terms. And if they don't like what you do, it doesn't matter 
who you are or what you say. If they don't like it, they'll boot your butt off. So they are the end all when it comes to that. They are the yeah. end all. And now, now that's what the debate is now. We're saying Section 230 uh, should no longer uh, give these people the protection because they're no longer acting as a service for communication. They're actually acting as an editorial uh, board, a, a newspaper, uh, a news outlet. And so they need to be held accountable. So, you know, if uh, if Fox News sells advertising time to the Trump campaign, they have to sell the same amount or offer the same amount of time make available to the Biden campaign. Did you know that? Now, uh, yeah, Biden, fairly, it's a, yeah, equal time kind of rule. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Biden may not use that time, but he has to have it offered to him. Mm-hmm. So but the, the, these companies, they don't have to do that. They can do what they want. They can do what they want. So this is the rub, and I think this is where we're going to have to sit down and, and work this out with the left because, you know what, it can turn on them. It can turn on them. So you better think about what you wish for because you just might get it. Exactly, yeah. That's, uh, that's the problem. <clears throat> so we'll see what comes out of this. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I really am. I'm deeply concerned because I think that there are a lot of similarities between now and the 1850s uh, in terms of the way the country is splitting in two. And I said this right after 9-11 when I saw the country starting to split and, and half the country blaming America for America's being bombed or being, um, you know, the, being attacked by Muslim radicals and half of the country saying, what are you talking about? We didn't do anything to bring this on ourselves. And uh, so then I said then, I, I said to my friend Rich, I said, Rich, we're headed for a civil war. And he said, ah, are you sure? And I said, I think so. And he said, I don't think so. And a couple of years later, he said, you know, I agree with you. I think we're headed for a civil war. We don't want that, though, Ken. No, we don't. We do. But we do seem to be inching that way, don't we? Yeah, we do. And I think that it's, it's vitally important for the people on the left to realize that uh, if you poke the hornet's nest enough, the hornets are going to come out. Yeah. They're going to get you. They have a terrible you, sting, too. So yeah, They do. And you know what? They can fly pretty fast. Yeah, that's right. I know because I poked a few hornets' nests in my day <laughs> and ran my butt off. <laughs> and so now they're trying to impeach the president again, what, 10 days before he leaves yeah, office? Yeah, it's so ridiculous. It really this is. is. It's mean, just ridiculous. How old are these people anyway? It's like kids on a playground. Well, he stuck his tongue out at me, so I want him. He has to go to timeout, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So the president's approval rate jumped to highest 51%. On Friday, it was at 48%. Can you believe that? Or Thursday night, it was 51%. Well, I, I, that, that's, that's pretty amazing. It, that's uh, pretty people, amazing. Are, people are more upset than they realize, I think, the left. Yeah, and, and you know, and they keep pushing it, and it's, it's, it's not a good thing. And then, then we've got Newsmax. Have you, have you been to their site? Uh, a little <laughs> bit here and there, yeah. They're sort of an alternative to Fox News, and I think they're positioning themselves as being uh, more conservative, but at the same time uh, more balanced. I don't know. And uh, they've even struck up conversations with the uh, Clintons, and uh, they've had past presidents drop in and chit-chat, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're working their way towards taking over that segment of the business. I guess Bill O'Reilly and Mark... Mark Halperin are working for them, too. I'm not sure. Hey, Doc, I lost track of time. We're almost done here. we got less than a minute to go. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, at any rate, the thing is, folks, the vaccine is safe. 
don't be afraid of this. You know, be afraid of getting this disease because even if you survive it, if you wait too long and you have a lot of lung involvement, you're going to have a long recovery and you may have some chronic problems. You may have some fibrosis of your lungs and some difficulty with breathing as you go through life. So take care of yourselves. Get the vaccine. I'm Dr. Bill. Join me at my office, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Come on in for a televisit. Come on in for the toenail gel study. I'm Dr. Bill. Uh, you tell me if I'm wrong. America is still the best country, and that's without a doubt.